How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forrest is the regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security. Boom goes the dynamite. You're tuned in live to the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 FM WYAB. It's your daily dose of reality radio. It's the free-range human show of choice. And we are back live after a little Christmas break right here with Sean yurt Karan. I didn't know if... Uh, do Democrats um, celebrate Christmas, Sean? Yes, we are, we're allowed to do that, I think. I think hmm. we're allowed to do that. Was that was, or do y'all celebrate the holidays? <laughs> Yeah, we said happy holidays, right? Happy uh, holidays. I'm cutting your mic off. Get out of here. <laughs> you no. Know, I don't know, man. Um, you know, my family's a little different. Obviously, my dad's Muslim. My mom's Catholic. And my dad's been putting up a Christmas tree since before he met her. Right. He's one of those guys that Americanized himself very well. I so. like it. That's one thing I love. I respect about immigrants. I've gone back, and I was telling you this off air. I've gone back this weekend. I had a lot of downtime. And I didn't watch all of them, but I watched mm-hmm. a lot of them. The the men that built America, the turn of the century, yeah. the Carnegies and Rockefellers and all that stuff. And just watched what a lot of those guys did, a lot of the immigrants and stuff at that time, you know, where, mm-hmm. where people came from and all this, that, and the other. And it's like, man, it's just a healthy dose of respect of for legal immigration. Yeah. I mean, at that time, it was it was a... Uh... We, you know, we really needed immigration at that point because we need all the workers that were coming in from, especially from Ireland and Italy and those sorts of things, like you saw. And, and uh, yeah, it worked out pretty well. But, uh, yeah, my dad, he's kind of one of those um, guys, He uh, ever since I was a kid, because, you know, we grew up in Miami, and a lot of – there's all these different melting pot of immigrant groups there. And, and he would get mad at the other Turkish guys that were not, like um, – he would call Americanizing themselves enough. He would like, why are we, why are we doing this – you know, playing this Turkish music? He'd get mad or – you know, he, that's why he put up the Christmas tree, and even though he wasn't Christian. And I don't know. He just had this, like, healthy respect for, like, when I come here, I need to, you know, speak English. What, and, what is the word you want to ingratiate yourself to? The, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the I, – I can't remember the word. Ingratiate, ingratiate Assimilate. Assimilate. Yeah, assimilate yeah. yourself. So he was really big on that. Um, you know, people used to – the funniest story you told me in Miami – you can do that without turning your back on your traditions too. Yeah, I know. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he um, when we when we lived there, he was working for Merrill Lynch, and he says that you know people would call his office and they'd start speaking Spanish, or, or starting off because it's you know it's a huge Hispanic population, and so he'd get mad at that, and he would uh, respond in Turkish. <laughs> you know, like you just be like, and they'd be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "He's like, we're in America, speak English." Like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, that, that is one of the, the crawls in my sand is. If you're going to come here, you, you, at minimum, you owe it to yourself and to everybody that's already here to learn the language. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's an important thing to do. I've never learned Spanish, and I, I'm probably not going to. I mean, And I'm not even saying that to be like, oh, America first. I'm just at 46 years old. I'm, would, I, would I have liked to learn Spanish? Yes. Mm-hmm. Would it be beneficial to me to learn Spanish at this point in, uh, with the way things are going in our lives and how many Spaniards are over here? 
Probably so. Am I going to do it? Probably not. No, not at this point. Well, I spoke better Spanish when I was a kid than mine. I can't really speak it now anymore. But. I got Google Translator now. Yeah. Standing there next to the Spanish guy. T- talking to here. Okay, now I'll do it. Pass the, pass the it translator back well. and forth. It does. I saw cars doing it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people do that all the time. So You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good relationship. I don't foresee... Uh, uh, dating any non-English speaking Spanish girl anytime soon. I mean, so I, I mean, that, that probably wouldn't be the worst case scenario. But it's I, t- I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's actually a good point. It'd be easier. Like, oh yeah, like I thought see, you said <laughs> see. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, it's hard. I think too when you get older to learn a foreign language. I, uh, of course, my my part of my dad's Americanism is that he never really taught me how to speak Turkish, and I just used to get mad about that. And uh, so now, like earlier this summer. I like did one of those. You can do this like Google. Google's got all these like l- like live tutor that's really cheap. It, you'll pay like ten dollars a class. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna buckle down. I'm gonna learn Turkish. I took three classes. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I just don't really like. I'm not gonna put the time into this because like you have to keep on studying every day. I was like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. I am doing good enough to keep up with the devolvement the devolvement of the English language among urban Democrats. <laughs> Did I say that? Did I say that uh, pr- properly? I, I guess politically correct enough is that I don't know. Was that politically correct? I don't understand the the this this dumbed down version of abonics that people are currently speaking in in high populated Democrat urban areas. And I've got uh, I'm, I'm gonna throw a curveball here on the show, and I've got an example here. This popped up Christmas night. And I shared it to my big Facebook page, the Save Jackson one, whatever you want to call it. Clay Edwards, Save Jackson. Let me pull it up here real quick. This is a woman that sent out a Facebook post after she bragged, or basically in it, she is bragging about dropping her 12-year-old son off at at a girl's house to, to have intercourse. Now that's the assumption here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to read this, and this is you deserve a foreign language credit. Can I get some retro foreign language credits in college for learning this this dumbed down abonics? Now she speaks in a lot of emojis. I'm not gonna try to explain those to y'all. Y'all can go y'all can play along here by going to my Facebook page. It's the Clay Edwards Facebook dot com slash Save JXN, and scroll down to a day or two ago, and you can't miss it. It's also on my Instagram, at SaveJXM. It says, my son successfully spent the night at his girlfriend's house last night. Now, that all sounds perfectly normal, except, you know, successfully. What was successful about it? Oh, I wonder. Uh, anyway, then about five or six emojis. She said, my husband was hating so and bad. Like, man, STFU for real. And dropped him off at his girl, at his girl's crib, LBVS, whatever that means. Before I send fa, uh, Uber fa, my boss baby. The mother and son bond is indescribable. Emoji, emoji, emoji. He was going regardless. I'm just glad he was comfortable enough to ask me and be honest with me. And she spells with me, W-I-M-M-E. Emoji, emoji, emoji. And yes, I made sure he had everything he needed. Emoji, emoji. The girl's mom work overnights, emoji, 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 emoji. But she said it was cool, though. My baby in an Uber on his way home now. 
This was not easy decision to make. RNS, whatever that means. Emoji. But I think I made the right one, and I'm proud of my left hand for show. Emoji, 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 growth, emoji, emoji. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I read that. Did you put that up Christmas night? I was reading uh, that. Maybe so. Maybe it was Christmas, Christmas Eve, night. one of the two. And so you dive off into the, or you're like if you click on the original post and go into the comments, mm-hmm. first comment, somebody said, how old is your son? She goes, 12. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound good. I mean, that doesn't sound good. You know, he might be a little young for that. So, I mean, is there a foreign credit? Do I get some kind of credit? Can I get a, can I get like some money off of my taxes or something for learning this this, this nonsense that are apparently they're teaching in public schools? You know, actually, you can pull this stuff up on Wikipedia. I was actually remember what you just said about you know Jackson dialect. Every you know every community has kind of got their own dialect. Like mm-hmm. you go different cities around the country. Maybe think of Miami. You were just talking about that. Like it has what's called the Miami accent, and yeah. there's and they call it Cubonics actually down there. New Orleans, they all say, "You heard me, mm-hmm. you heard me." Miami is always if you if you're going to a party, you call it a Getty. I'm going to a Getty, which is like it means get together. But yeah. you say, I'm going to Getty, like, like that's that. like a that's a or if you're going to take a pill, everybody calls it drink a pill. Yeah. Like you just there's just I don't know. I think every community's got their different things that they say, but just like in the South, I mean, you know, fixing like I'm fixing to go do something. Well, that's the only term that's kind of used. Specifically down here, like you know, up north, no one, you know, someone says I'm going to go do something. Yeah, you know, there's y'all, and you know, you get somebody from up north. There's like you guys instead of y'all. Let's take a call from Derek. Hey, brother, happy belated hey, Christmas. Hey, how you doing, man? Happy after Christmas. Happy after Christmas. Same to you. Hey, man. Um, I just thought I'd call in for the funny of the day, if you don't mind. No, no, go ahead. Well, you know how around this holiday season, you know, it, it cheers the season to be given. You know, we have poke drives and. And toy drives, and you know we got the angel tree, and then we have toys for tots. But I got a new one I want to try next year. You know what it is? What's that? Toys for thoughts. Toys for thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And yes. you know I'll send you the, I'll send you the list later on. They need such things as uh, prepaid card, um, prepaid phone cards. Um, you know, um, week stipends, things like that. You know. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some funny ones like that that are kind of based in these yeah. Nissan Altima groups, that big Altima Energy group, and some of these other ones. They'll do like these uh, how to catch a how to, how to catch a thought starter packs and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But, but fake lashes. Be, I, I want to spearhead that 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 drive next year. Toys for thoughts. <laughs> well, it should be in high demand around here. Yeah. Hey, on this Ebonics thing, man, did you ever listen to the uh, comedy skit that Eddie Griffin? Um, said about the um, about Ebonics. Maybe he said he said, he said this this is something you really can't blame uh, other people for. He said, "What what college educated black man came up with that nonsense?" They, you know, just talking about you know that ain't really how even people in just one small segment of the population even talks. But yet you want to make it broad for a whole entire population of people. I mean, it's just absurd, but it just goes to, to the nonsense that it comes from these schools. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous, man. I, and you see some of these teachers in these schools that teach this crap, and they speak just like this. You know, so I'm like, how, how is it when you don't respect the English language yourself, you're trying to tell other people, you're, you're teaching kids how to talk? It just don't make no sense. In, in, my, in, my, in my parents' household, you know, like I said, my, my mom, you know, it's been deceased for about a year now, but and, my, and you know my dad's still living. Um, back then, 
back when I was growing up, swing and jive was not allowed in the house. That was grounds for for you know, basically it was grounds for a beatdown. Um, and it was discouraged, just like bad English was in my household. And um, I can remember getting punished on numerous occasions for using the term mug. You know, mug was popular in the 80s. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, ugly mug. That's one ugly, you know, my dad like, mug? What do you mean mug? Are you trying to say ML? Is, 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 that, is that just a replacement for ML? You know, in his, in his eyes, mug, or uh, an ugly mug, or, you know, was a replacement for the other word. So, you know, that's where the, the thing needs to come is back in the household because when you had when the parent when two parents were there, you had that proper balance. I was just so, I was just going to say the same thing. The the difference in your story and theirs is uh, both parents were in the house. Yeah, there you go. And you know, slang language and jive, which is which is the precursor to ebonics, was discouraged. And I never forget. I had a I had one of those guilt ridden uh, white liberals. Oh man, man, oh, that's amazing. I, I'm surprised. Either. I'm like, I could have jumped up. If we went on the, in the office, I could have jumped up and slapped the back end. You know, you know. <laughs> why, why are you so shocked? No, it, it's not a language that that everybody uses in the black community. It's only a small population that does it. Yep. But yet they're the ones that have the loudest voice because we we've allowed them to, just yeah. like Eddie Griffin said. Amplified the idiots. Yeah. All right, brother. So, buddy, don't, don't let me hold the show up, man. You have a good one. All right, man. Merry, Merry, Merry late Christmas. Merry late Christmas. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break real quick. When we come back, are the Jackson? No, oh, I just almost did exactly what I, what I scorched the Clarion Ledger for doing. Are the Mississippi Braves leaving Pearl for Georgia? Uh, me and Sean have peeled this onion back pretty far. We've got a bunch of... Uh, I don't want to say no inside information, but we're just going to explain why and uh, what would be next if they do. If you want to chime in, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. Also, coming up later in the show, T-Mobile going to start fining folks for hate speech and text messages. Who determines what hate speech is? Y'all know how this goes. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, get out to Lakeland. Glass and Tent here the last couple days of the year. They got their huge year-end sale going on. 50% off all ceramic coatings. And look, I'm, I can tell you all about ceramic coatings. Uh, you will not regret getting your vehicle ceramic coated. Get that extra protection for all the road and grime and the nonsense in the wintertime. And then help protect your clear coat and paint from the heat in the summer. They also have 40% off on... Ceramic, co- uh, not ceramic coating, but ceramic window tint and 30% off paint protection film. Check them out online now, lakelandglassandtent.com, or give them a call today, 601-946-1000. And on the website, you can actually get a quote today. I don't know if they got the uh, discounts configured into that or not. You may have to just play around on it and see, but that's Lakeland Glass and Tent. All right, Sean. Let's just, uh, instead of trying to give this long synopsis, WLBT's got a short little video here. Okay. This is about the Braves leaving. You know, they kind of snuck this in on us Christmas Eve Eve uh, on the inferior inferior outlet, Clarion Ledger, on their Facebook page. And it turns out it's a distinct possibility this could be true. Here we go. This is a 
CJ Lemasters on WLBT. Thank you. The Jackson Metro area could be losing another minor league baseball team in the next couple of years after a Georgia newspaper reported that the Mississippi Braves were the most likely to relocate. Three on your sides, Nathan Lee brings you reaction from some of you who live in the area. Nathan? Yes, Mississippi lost a minor league team in 2006 with the Jackson Senators. Now the state could be on the verge of losing the Mississippi Braves. A newspaper in Columbus, Georgia and other media outlets are reporting a relocation is possible. I spoke with many local residents to get their reaction on how they would feel if the Braves move on. The report from the Ledger Inquirer stated that the Mississippi Braves are on a short list to be relocated to Columbus, Georgia, and considered the likely favorites. In a study from Fangraphs.com, it shows that MLB teams are moving their minor league affiliates closer to their major league cities over the last few decades. The M Braves are currently the only Atlanta Brave minor league affiliate not in Georgia. Some of you shared your opinion about the potential move. I think it's going to be a big change. Honestly, because we, we're losing our home team. I mean, that's the that's the team that this whole place is built around. I sure wish they wouldn't. It's a big economic boost for this area. I've been to a few games there, and it just it don't get much better than this right here in this small town. According to the Clarion Ledger, the Braves' lease at Trustmark Park is up next year, which would allow the team to move. One person talks about the negative economic impact it could have in Pearl. I mean, obviously, it's going to hurt at some, right? I mean, that, that's a lot of revenue that comes in that they're just not going to get anymore. And, you know, they're going to have to think of new ways to to impact or, you know, gain that revenue back. Bobby Talent said he is disappointed with the possibility of losing the Embrace because of all of the memories he has made at Trustmark Park over the years. I remember... When I was a kid, Jeff Francoeur came, Brian McCann, a lot of these, you know, big name Atlanta Braves players started here and, and we got to watch them play, you know, and that was sort of special to us because we don't have pro sports around here. This is the closest thing we have to it. According to the report, the Braves are one of five teams in consideration. Now, three on your side attempted to contact Embrace officials multiple times and reached out to the city of Pearl, but could not get in contact with them for an official statement. Nathan Lee, three on your side. All right, so they came here the end of uh, next season. It'll be 20 years. I was at the opening game. I went to a ton of – I've been to a ton of games out there. Sure. I have some – now, not as much the last couple years, but up to – I'd say up to COVID, I guess. You know, I was there four or five times a year. I've never never had season tickets. I just – it is what it is. I have done my part supporting the Braves. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was yeah, there for Frank Coor, McCann, and all them. I've got an autographed mm-hmm. jersey. Thanks to my boy Sean a lot. Uh, he was in their marketing team there for a while. But from the first season, I got every player on there. And several of those guys are one World Series of multiple teams, potential future Hall of Famers. So, uh, pretty mm-hmm. cool. I can't believe it's been 20 years. That's a summer I was taking the bar exam. I remember going out there. Well, I don't know how it's been 20 years when the first game was in April of 2007. Was it seven? Yeah. It was five. Okay. Man, I Googled it the other day just to see, and it said, but then they're saying it's a 20-year lease. Let's uh, let's pull up the Google later. Here. Uh, Sean, will you Google it? Yeah, sure. It'd be easier for me to talk. You go ahead. Uh, Just what what was the first game? Look, I'm going to say this. If it goes, the, the stadium's owned by Yates. Mm-hmm. It's not owned by the city of Pearl. I think the bond's been paid back. Or they're right at it. It's it, it's not going to be a big, uh, big ordeal for Pearl 
in that sense. April, April 18, 2005. Okay, what Google information? Yeah. Whatever I looked at on Google is at April 7, 2005. Okay, mm-hmm. well, good. Good to know. So that would be a 20-year lease. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the deal. This is a business. And these kind of things aren't economic drivers for cities necessarily. But they did help draw the Bass Pro, the outlet malls, um, Sam's. You got restaurants that are, when they're coming to the area, one of the big points for them is, oh, the Braves are here. And, and, and whether that's the case or not, I, I don't want to speak for everybody else. I know me personally. I've never got to the game early enough to eat somewhere around at first. Yeah, me either. No. You know what I'm saying? And I've never left the stadium and gone and ate anywhere around it either. I eat at the stadium. Yeah. Now, why I quit going to the games is over the last year or so, when they went cashless. I will not support a cashless facility. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a there's a there's i used to have i had a half season tickets for a couple of years there and yeah. um the only i'll be honest the two reasons like in the summer sometimes it gets way too hot it, it's, it it's just it's, it's brutal. a huge reason and that's just uh it's really bad second is to be honest man those cops and pearl are tough sometimes i get worried about drinking and you know going out there so i'll take an uber from my house in Bellhaven over there you know so that's so like that's added cost yeah. for me which i mean not saying you should drink and drive but i'm just saying that's you no, know you gotta, I mean, it's just part of it so, but um, but I and not, but do you have like a, I feel like you have a window to go. In all seriousness, like the uh, April May games, early June, you can mm-hmm. do. But once it man, once it gets July, it's just it's brutal. And I want to be honest too. And look, I'm friends with those guys out at the Braves. This is just me talking here as a former promoter and a guy that likes gimmicky stuff. Other than fireworks, they don't do a whole lot of gimmicky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like it feels like a lot of the fun stuff that you see in these other minor league. Maybe gimmicky is not the word. I would like to see more creativity, and outside of fireworks and let's and pairing up with the charity of the night kind of thing, which I'm all cool. With. I mean, my boys over at Fifth Squad, they have a night, a day or two a year out there now where they get a portion of the gate. I think that's great. I have nothing negative to say about the Braves at all, but this does seem to be a trend with this particular team. It, they did. It, they stayed in Greenville, South Carolina, for 20 years. Till they lined up Pearl to give them a new stadium. And now, but, and now they're going to try to get somebody else to do the same thing. But Trustmark Park is in immaculate condition. It's been it is, well yeah. kept. They've upgraded the billboard, the uh, the jumbotron. The jumbotron is actually the one out of out of uh, the old Brave Stadium when they built Truist Park. Mm-hmm. That jumbotron had just been put out there, and now that's the jumbotron there. I mean, it's you can ask for a bigger. Yeah, I think it's, it's nice. the it's the largest jumbotron <clears throat> in minor league. There's also another thing. Let's just say they leave. Man, it's going to be tough because they're one of the few minor league teams that don't have some dumb name like the Mudfish or the Shuckers or, you know, something that's not affiliated with the the major league team. Yeah. Is there a bigger team in central Mississippi than the Braves? I would say not. No. Maybe, maybe maybe the Cubs are, are, are very popular here because of all the, all the games on WGN. Yeah, for guys our age, I guess. Right? Yeah, for yeah. guys our age. Maybe um the Cardinals. I was a Cardinals fan, but you got the – you got the division, not division three, but you got the three A team in Memphis, the Redbirds. Yeah, another nice stadium. That's a nice stadium. Too. It, it is. You know, it was it was built downtown, but of course now downtown Memphis is like downtown Jackson. Yeah, you, you, you ain't getting people from the suburbs down there. It is what it is. The regardless of how how good the Capitol Police are doing any of that, the the mental perception is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know that another team works now. One of the things they have working in their favor is MLB 
for its affiliated minor league teams passed a thing a couple years ago where all minor league stadiums have to have an extra medical facility on site, and they also have to have private uh, private rooms or space for umpires and officials and stuff. Okay, a lot of these teams in these older stadiums. That's a uh, the study I read. That's about a twenty five million dollar expense. Wow. They were able to already do that as because of good foresight, good construction on the front end from Yates, mm-hmm. and just the, having the ability and not being landlocked over there. Yeah, they've already done that at Smith. At uh, if I've said Smith Wills, I mean Trustmark Park. I call it Smith Wills sometimes too, yeah. man. I get if, it. If I if I said Smith Wills at all, <laughs> I I'm talking about I mean Trustmark Park. Yeah. Old habits die hard. It, Tr- Trustmark has already got all that on site. They they spent had to spend about a million dollars to do some renovations. It's already been done. If the Braves leave. There will be a there will be a line of people waiting to relocate to here. But to that, I say this: if the Braves can't work, what can? Yeah. And, and also, let me say this: I don't mean to just sit here and, and take all the space, but we'll run over if we need to. It it's not necessarily about because they got the second to last in uh, second to last uh, fan average per game in in minor league baseball with only the Shuckers being worse. Shuckers are worse, yeah. Yeah, we're thirtieth. We're 29th. They're thirtieth, but it obviously it still makes money. You know, it's still it's still a business model that works for them, especially if they're able to bend over uh, states and municipalities for for extra incentives. Yeah, that's what I was. There's actually a different article. I just sent it to you from Mississippi Center for Public Policy. Yeah, it's a newer one that we were talking about on the phone. For this is from 2019, um, it says that the uh, the brave as of 2019. I don't know what about it is today, but. It's, it's it's down from the there were 150,000 fans came in 2018. It's down from the 190,000 they averaged in 2016 and 2017, and from 2013 through 15 their attendance was over 200,000. Now I don't know what those numbers are post COVID either. Like you know could that have been more now after COVID? And that's possible. But it also says as of 2019 that the money from the new revenue stream hasn't been enough to cover the debt on the shopping center and ballpark complex. In 2013, the city paid 967,000 to cover the shortfall, though that amount has declined in recent years, shrinking from 911,000 in 2014 to 589 in 2015 and 619,000 in 2017. Now, I don't know what those numbers are today, yeah. but there was still a shortfall on the bond debt. It seems like yeah, at one point. Well, Kingfish had an update here it says the audit for the 2021 fiscal year States Pearl still owes two point three million on the bonds. Okay, the monthly payments thirty four thousand three twenty one, and that was three years ago. Right. Okay. So I, mean, I think they're right at having that cleared off if it ain't already cleared off. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. We, can, you know we can get with Jake. You know, he can let us know that. But mm-hmm. you know, kind of splitting hairs on that. I, let, let's take a call real quick, and I got some other thoughts. Hey, you're on there. Good morning, Clay. Good morning, Sean. Morning. Hey, guys, just talking about the Braves situation, um, as far as the Braves organization themselves, they don't care if that facility makes money or not because all they're trying to do is get the young men that are in AA up to the big leagues to optimize on their investment already. Wherever they can go with the least amount of expense with the opportunity for them to progress those young men to – Make them actual money in Atlanta. Yeah, that's not. That's they not, don't care where that is. They're going to absolutely optimize their ability to lose less money because a minor league baseball team for the facility 
and the travels and whatever, that is definitely not a money-making opportunity. Well, no, it is. It has to be now. They, 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 Braves sold the 2A team or sold their minor league teams. And uh, Endeavor, which owns WWE and the UFC, bought about 25 or 30 minor league teams. So it's 100% about making money now. They have to be profitable. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's something I didn't know. New to me. Yeah, that includes a uh, you know facility revenue and other things. So, gotcha. All right. Appreciate the information. Have a great. Appreciate it, Jason. Day, guys. Thanks, brother. I didn't realize that either. So they've sold all the minor league stuff. Yeah, well, I, I think the Braves sold all theirs. I know they sold ours. Okay. Um, I had to go back and look at what all teams Endeavor bought, but Endeavor again owns UFC, owns WWE, uh, the largest talent agency in the world, William Morris Endeavor. Mm-hmm. You know, so th- there's a lot of moving parts here. I would thought when William Morris bought or Endeavor bought it, you know, they, and they were going to try to drive more people through the gates with more events. I'm like, man, we could we could get additional concerts there. We could get all kind of fun stuff, and that has not happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so all right, look, let's take a break. Come back. We're talking Mississippi Braves potentially relocating. I got I, I've got I have some thoughts on. Why I think we're next to last in attendance, and why the Gulf Coast is last in attendance, and it's not just how hot it is outside. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Run. We'll be right back on WYAB. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Guys, get out to Guns and Gear today. And go spend some of that Christmas money with Hunter and the team. Go buy yourself a new gun, some new ammo, maybe some accessories. Maybe you got all the guns you need. You just need some accessories. Hey, look, man, I recommend the end is the end is near. The Civil War is coming. I expect it between uh, January. Well, between well, when's the election? November fifth or seventh or something like something that. Like next? That. Yeah. Do what? Yeah, something like that. First Tuesday in November. Uh, between then and January 20th, uh, whenever the inauguration is, I expect this company to devolve in this company. That's about right. This company, this country to devolve into absolute chaos. I mean, live your life normal till then. I mean, but I would be stockpiling uh, dry goods and ammo, lots of ammo and uh, things you can barter with. And hey, if I'm wrong, I will gladly get up on here and tell you I was wrong because, you know, I know he knows, she know, everybody know. Neither side is going to accept the results of the upcoming election. That's for sure. <laughs> That's we definitely agree on that one. And, so and, we're going to have to pull a red dawn on this, right? Everybody's going to. And if the Democrats <laughs> lose, you know the rules for thee, but not for me. Uh, you know, good and well, they're going to burn it down, and there's no going not going to be no insurrection. Nobody's going to get arrested. They're just going to burn it all down. My point being, be prepared. Uh, guns and gear located right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. Or you can shop them online at gunsandgearms.com. Sean, uh, let's see. We got a call. Let's yep. see a call. Hey, you on there? Hey, guys. I'm, near, I'm surprised the Braves team has made it as long as it has because that stadium is way too big. We couldn't fill up Smith Wheels. <clears throat> I'd really like to know if that one never sold out besides college games. We probably had. And if that one leaves, do you really think somebody's going to come here? Is going to come there to a stadium that's twenty something years old? Yes, yes. You think they will? Quite. Yeah, that stadium has been upkept very nicely. I mean, it, it was way ahead of its time. It's yeah. a nice stadium. Yeah. Well, 
But they, don't you agree it was built to be too big? Well, there's there's requirements you have to build them by by certain level teams. Like two A requires X amount of people, triple A requires X amount. You can't just say, well, look, we're only going to do thirty five hundred a game, so we're going to build a thirty five hundred seat stadium. That just doesn't make money. That don't make sense. It's got to you got to have the crowd for when you, you got to have the space for when you have the crowds. Well, the stadium itself, I know Yates owns it, but does the Brave is it basically leased to them for so many years? Yes, and if so, I, what, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the finances of it. You know, like how much the lease is or anything. Well, it would be a good place for Top Golf. I'll tell you that. Uh, that you, y'all, hey, y'all, y'all have a happy New Year. Thanks for stealing my thunder, Top Golf. That I was going to say, I was saving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, but worry not. A Top Golf would make. You know, if you want something that's going to really do well out there, that would do great. You know, I saw one. I was, I went to, a, I went down to Miami to a Dolphins game, and I was take an Uber to my hotel, and there was one on the side of the interstate in Broward County. I was like, man, that looks like a lot of fun. Yep. It There's looks a, like it could be a lot of fun. They've even done a version of it out there, obviously. It's, it's it's kind of a ghetto version, but they would, during the off-season, they'd put a cart, like, at home plate. Okay. Or maybe in the, yeah, at home plate, and you'd get out there in the outfield on the on the bar, mm-hmm. and you'd hit, and if anybody got to hit the car, they won the car. Oh, we donated the car to him when I was working at a car lot one time. Yeah, kind of a cash for clunker type thing, just something. But I had to run. Mm-hmm. And anyway, they, uh, I think that that facility works better as a Top Golf or Net Suites or whatever the next the other one is. Because I don't think it's going to be a Top Golf. They're building Top Golf out in Madison if they get the. Is that happening? Do yeah, the, yeah, you don't think the development authority is going to give them that seven million dollars or whatever it is they want? Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I haven't. I, I haven't followed it as well. I remember didn't Chuckway want one at one point, and then I mean that would be a disaster. But. Ch- Chuckway wasn't getting a golf car, uh, a golf anything. Chuckway's not getting anything. Where would they build it in the city of Jackson too? Well, um, look, he got mad. Some developers that own a bunch of buildings in town went to him, pissed off because of the water. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Y'all ain't even got me a top golf." Where would the but where would like think about logistically? Where would the top golf go? Well, I mean, there's plenty of hell holes in town to tear down and build a top golf. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm saying where people would actually like, show up though. I guess maybe that's put no, it that way. No, I mean, people, man, people ain't doing it. I mean, unless you just built it at Lafleur's Bluff or oh, that's something. The only, I guess. That's the only place. That's the only stretch of Jackson. Lakeland Drive from 55 to the river. You had to figure something out there. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of where, where it go. I mean, it ain't happening. Hey, it's more of a story. It ain't happening. Yeah. It, it, if Jackson didn't get one before before Kobe, before Chalkway, it ain't getting one after him. Yeah, that's for sure. And we we have to start referring to, to Chalkway's reign as before and after. It's like Augustus Caesar. Yeah, before and yeah, after. Like the Bible. Um <laughs> Somebody said it can be built in the middle of Gallatin and Highway 80. Well, are we talking about still wanting people to come? Or I mean, I guess you could just like take the net down and just like, all right, let's there's a there's a crackhead and hit him with the golf ball and play that game. That all might... right, we can come back to this part of the conversation. I want to get this out real quick. Sure. Here's why I think attendance has left more to be desired at Trustmark Park. They they play here in a span of time. When three Mississippi college baseball teams are better than they've ever been, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, yeah, State won back to back World Championship. Oh, not State, I'm sorry, State. Our SEC teams won back to back World Series. They they're regularly competitive to go to the World Series. Southern Miss just went to the World Series. Most all of their home games are all sold out. 
State in particular sets all-time attendance records. It seems like a new one every every home series. Yeah. That pulls from the baseball watching pool. You yeah. know, and state and state, you know, holds what twenty some odd thousand people. You know, thirty. I mean, it's ridiculous numbers with mm-hmm. the, with the standing room tickets. Ole Miss, same thing with their with their outfield stuff, and yeah. Southern Miss, they do great as well. Also, travel ball, tournament ball, more popular and more expensive. That is expensive than than, than it's ever been. So you're asking a lot of parents, right? You know, it's thousands of dollars extra. You got, I mean, you, let's just be honest. You got to have really, really good. You got to have a really good credit card or some long money. Yeah. If your kid plays high, high level travel ball. Yeah, I've, I've heard about that from several people. It's man, it's pricey. It's it, not it, cheap. It, it, it is. I mean, even even on the softball, not just baseball, but softball too. I mean, it's just all very, very pricey. So that 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 takes a big chunk of your family's entertainment dollar out. Also. Mm-hmm. Kids that like baseball typically, you know, play baseball. Right. Well, they're 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 playing all the time now, all the time. You know, so you're supposed to say, all right, well, you know, you guys, look, man, we know you just played a three day tournament in West Texas, but now we want you to come back and come and come go to a game Tuesday night at Trustmark Park during a, during a week. What mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's a lot on a family. Yeah. Uh, so I think you got a, a comp- perfect storm of our college teams. Taking from there, you know, being a big draw on on the weekends, and people are like, well, you know, you got the midweek games again. The entertainment dollar in Joe Biden's economy only goes so far. And also, I mean, before the um, did they? You may know this. I can't remember, but they changed the rules in Major League Baseball this year, which increased attendance and viewership. Basically, they shortened the games because mm-hmm. the games are so long. And I don't know if they did that in minor league baseball. I haven't looked that up. Because I didn't actually go to a game this year yeah. at, at uh, Trustmark. I usually do, but I didn't go this year. I'm not sure. Sh- I mean, because the games just were so long. And that's why baseball attendance over the last decade it just steadily declined until this year. Though that kind of changed because of the new rules, where it's become kind of popular again. Because you can watch sure. a game in like two hours instead of sitting there for four hours or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that. I, I don't know if those rules went down to minor league or not. Uh but yeah, you know, I just think that's a big part of it. And again, it's hot. It's man, it's so hot. I mean, it's, it's just so hot. so hot. I mean, and that ain't nothing, nothing going to change that. It is what it is. Then you just got to decide. I mean, do I feel like going out there and and baking in the sun at it, the hottest part of the day in the summer? That's. I mean, honest, that's it for me because I love baseball. But man, sometimes I'm just like it. It's just it's so brutal in yeah. July there. Even at night, if you go at night, it's just it's still killer. All musty and stuff. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I guess if you get one of those, if you have a lot of money, you get one of those booths or something to be okay. But yeah, I think you know, like last I saw, you could rent one of those for like five hundred bucks a game, mm-hmm. and I think you get eighteen, nineteen, let's just say twenty tickets with it. And it's a, it's a lot of bang for the buck if that's what you want to do for one night. I mean, I've done it before. You know, just a, a customer appreciation, uh, employment appreciation type stuff. It's neat. I get it, man. And it takes a lot of buy-in, too, from local corporate partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I know our, our, one of our partners, Watkins Construction Roofing, was their dugout sponsor the last couple of years. And, you know, it, it takes a big commitment from your from your local business community. And, I mean, do people have the appetite for it coming out of COVID and stuff? I mean, a lot of things are different right now. During this economy, it's tough. Do you think uh, if they do leave that it's going to change the nature of that little district, whatever you want to call it, in Pearl? Or? Well, it a big empty stadium would be a bit of an albatross. 
I mean, just because it is what it is, kind of like a sore thumb. You don't want you don't want to lose that. You know, I know Jake don't want to be the mayor that lost the Braves, even though sure. he has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's completely out of his hands. Yeah, and he didn't set up the deal either. That was long you know, before I mean, he was mayor. I know. He's going to do everything he can to keep him here. Let's take a break. Come back. Close out the first hour. Show here with Sean York Quran on W Y. A, B, guys, we got less than a minute here. We ran over a couple segments there, so I do apologize for the back-to-back commercials. But look, what do you guys think? Guns and Gear text line, we're going to open it up. Hour two, uh, Braves, stay or go. What's your thoughts on it? Don't care either way. Why don't you go to the games? Why do you go to the games? I, I think I know why people do go to the games. If you don't go, why don't you go to the games? My theory about the uh, baseball teams being so good at the colleges that hold weight Tournament ball, is that messing with y'all? We'll be right back. Other side of this break, 103.9. Boom goes the dynamite again. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. It's hour two on this Wednesday after Christmas here on 103.9 FM. I got Sean Yurkaran here in the studio with me. Guys, I'm challenging you. To go get your levels checked for your testosterone right there at Men's Health of Mississippi in Madison. Uh, You will not regret getting your levels checked. And they're doing it for free right now. Uh, At minimum to the end of the year. But I'm challenging you as your New Year's resolution to get your levels checked and uh, find out if you're a candidate for a testosterone replacement therapy. I got the phone number Right here, just text free T to 601 327 8550. 601 327 8550. If you need that, just holler at me on the Guns and Gear text line or Facebook or wherever else, and I will get it to you again. Speaking of the Guns and Gear text line, 769 241 1944. But uh, I'm challenging y'all to get your testosterone levels checked and start the year off. Right, this is about when I started it last year, and it's been an absolute game changer to me. My body looks completely different than it did this time last year. I feel better, sleeping better, um, I'm thinking better, thinking clearer. I mean, that's one of the underrated uh, positive side effects of this stuff, man, is how clear it helps your brain fun- think. Uh, less cloudy, uh, eyes are seeing better. I mean, it's crazy, y'all. I tell you, if they ever figure out how good this stuff works on so many different things other than just building muscle, they're going to start charging more for it or outlaw it. <laughs> That's probably true. And, I mean, I did see that story the other day where it's showing that Democrat men who get on testosterone replacement therapy are turning into conservatives. <laughs> and I'm sitting across the, the desk from one. If they think that, they're definitely going to ban this stuff. No, no. It's good stuff, man. Heck, I mean, I got back on the ball this year, and I, I dropped 40 pounds and stuff just because I was working hard and yeah. on it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's been, it's been great. I mean, I, I actually, I, I was went home to see my parents on Sunday, and I usually take it on Monday. And so, like, I was like, okay, do I bring it with me, or do I, just, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna take it on Sunday. I was like, then I got worried because I was like, am I taking it too early? <laughs> it's become a whole thing, you know, every week. Something to look forward to. Yep. All right, well, check them out online, menshealthms.com. All right, I want to read a few of your texts. We're gonna get into this T-Mobile stuff, then spying on your text and finding you. For uh, quote unquote hate speech, which would just means anything non anti Democrat, but I want to wrap up this Braves conversation. Uh, we got a text here on this is actually on my personal phone. Same difference. 
This is uh, from a local councilwoman uh, here in Rankin County. And I don't know council people are. They're called Board of Aldermen. People, Board of Aldermen. says, the problem with attendance at the Braves is a lack of effective marketing. There is no outreach to show what is in it for me. There's no efforts to get people to attend. You have to get the attention of those surrounding areas. Examples. Have a contest where top three youth baseball teams all get free tickets to attend. Also, invite your officials from surrounding municipalities and counties to get a suite at a discounted rate one night. Send a free ticket home with all the kids at Pearl Elementary. They will go home and beg their dad to take them to the game. You have to have gimmicks. Also, give local businesses a discount rate, a discounted rate on a suite one night. The goal is to show off how great the experience is. Another idea, have a WYAB night where people could get a chance to meet the host. Hey, you know, we were the official station of the Braves. We carried their games, but they decided to go another direction this year. We ended up with the Atlanta Braves. Mm. So, uh, win-win for all parties involved. But yeah, look, I'm, look I, Pete Lavin, the general manager out there, I'm a fan of Pete. He's done a great job. I had, Again, this is a, what's going on out there is above our local guys' pay grade. And, and I'm going to use an, an example here. It's kind of like Bud Light, the whole fiasco with Bud Light. Um, It's above the local distributors' pay, not, not necessarily their pay grade, but their decision-making abilities. Um, them staying or going in Pearl is not has nothing to do with the crew that are there right now. It's going to be up to Endeavor to decide if them and uh, Pearl and, well, really, uh, Yates Construction – who own the stadium can come to an agreement to keep them there. I think they're a profitable team. I mean, this is not a nonprofit deal here. This is not just about player development. I mean, this is about profit. It's about maximizing that stadium. That stadium's in a great location. Mm -hmm. I know we had a caller earlier, you know, say, you know, did you think anybody would would come to that stadium? Absolutely. I mean, the stadium needs a little sprucing up. But it's a nice stadium. Yeah, it's I mean, really nice. Like, WLBT was showing some unfavorable stuff in that article I played. Okay. You know, but where it shows like some of the, the graphics they have all over the place starting mm. to peel and dry rot and stuff. And that's on the that's on the team to manage the team's graphics. Yeah, I've never gone to that stadium one time and thought anything other than, wow, this is a really nice place yeah, for what we got here. Me either. I thought I thought that was kind of kind of crappy of WLBT to do it like they did there. Because, you know, I'm just talking about like, the, the wraps, the graphic wraps that they put in Windows and, and yeah. on things, are, you know, it's kind of getting a little gringy. But that's on the team to replace those more than once a year. Yeah. More I than mean, once every five years. Right. That's not the, that's not the actual sta- – I mean, the stadium is – it's a beautiful stadium. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's not like – it doesn't feel old at all. And, and let's just be honest. I mean, the older a baseball stadium gets, kind of the, the, night, the more mystique they have as long as they're kept up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go to Fenway Park if anybody's been out there. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a heck of an experience. All right. Let's, uh, let's hit a few more – Text you on the Guns and Gear text line. Uh, concerning this, and I, uh, like I said, man, I got another topic I want to shift gears into. Uh, Cheryl and Clinton, we're in the twelve days of Christmas until Epiphany, which is Jan six. Remember the song, the twelve days of Christmas. I remember the song, but I don't know if I'm following the text there. Uh, Dustin says. The Braves always have a bad record, and everybody knows it before the season starts. Also, most of them are foreigners and no star power and projected superstars in the MLB just one every now and then. You know, great point about foreigners. I, and this this is one reason, and this is out of their control. I mean, I guess they could draft Southern players that played in the SEC. 
but other teams know we play good ball down here too. To me, that's the biggest disconnect with Americans in baseball period right now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's happening to the NBA as well. Well, multiple things are happening in the NBA, but it, it ain't helping them either. All these really good foreign players. There's yeah. the American connection to baseball. When they started letting all these uh, these foreigners in, mm-hmm. and they were picking them over American-born players, it gets to a point where it's like, you don't look like me. You you know, I don't. Where's our connection? You don't. You, your last name is Javier, and no knock on that. If it is, I'm just saying, as Americans, we want a connection to our sports stars. Yeah, so you're thinking like just because like they're. They're because well, I mean I know there's a ton of Hispanic players in well, Major League Baseball, a ton, a ton of non non English speaking. Mm-hmm. Like your best players aren't American, yeah. And so I just think people want to be able to connect to the stars. Like where's where's a where's a, like your Mike Trout's of the world? And then he goes and takes money. I'm just getting way off on a tangent here. I actually did this not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Your best base, uh, baseball players, he'll they just go whatever team pays the most money and God bless them capitalism. But you got to spend ten years. The best player, one of the best players of our lifetime, goes and spends 10, 12 years playing for the Anaheim Angels. Yeah. Well, you look know? at just look at Otani. Now he's going to the yeah. Dodgers, uh, being a foreign born. But I mean, yeah. if anybody's watched him play, that guy's the best. <laughs> that guy's the best baseball player I've ever seen in my life. And I still don't think he translates to water cooler talk. You don't think so? As good as he is, I feel like he's so good. He's such a you know, generational talent, I think. I don't know. Bro, I never even heard of him until they said he was going to the Dodgers. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I. I mean, I followed him for a while. Like the guy is just—if you watch him play, man, it is—it's incredible. It's just incredible. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. He is a great player. What mm-hmm. I what I what I've heard of, him. I'm exaggerating a little bit. I have heard of him, but don't know anything about him. I, I, but I, I think that's a disconnect. But that's bigger than the Braves. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that, that's a base. That's baseball in general, and that's that's kind of my problem with the sport outside of college. Yeah. Well, I guess you know the teams are going to try to find the best players they can, and you know yeah. those. Out of out of country, I mean, that's a, they're going to try to win. Yeah, and also the Braves have won two World Series since they've been here. So I, I do I do disagree with Justin uh, Dustin saying that it hasn't been good. Yeah, they did good the last yeah. few years ago. They were doing real well. Let's see here. Unknown texture says, "I wonder how long Trustmark has the naming rights. That could be an issue. I don't think uh, finding somebody to sponsor the stadium would be that big of an issue. I mean, it's a, a lot of marketing comes with that. You get that gorgeous sign. Well, they had to put a new one, but there's a huge sign right along twenty. Uh, which you know you just factor in how much billboards cost to have a sign along twenty make almost make make it worth it by itself. Um, Rennie uh, sent me a text. He says, you know, he's a foreign baseball player. Right? They brought over here for that. He said, uh, because you said you can sign foreigners for nothing really quickly, and he said American players want more money right off the bat. So that's sure. a, it's a money thing. Too. Yeah, I, I get I get it, and and I mean take the best player and don't take somebody just mm-hmm. because they're American, but just know that you sometimes it ain't just about wins and losses. It's about you need you need a connectivity. You know, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast on driving back yesterday from the coast, and uh, they were talking about something as simple as the uh, the Miami Dolphins logo. You know, they changed the logo ten years ago, and all the fans have had an uproar about this. They're like, I can't believe they don't stick with their logo. And the point that the guy that does podcast made was that like iconic franchises don't change their logo, no. like the Yankees, the, the Red Sox, right? The Braves, they they don't do that. He said, like what you've done is create a disconnect with the fan base now that's mad, and you keep raising ticket prices, but you can't give one thing to the fans. So maybe that's kind of what you're talking about too. Like there's certain things the fans got to connect with the team in certain aspects, and if it's all about you know maximizing dollars, then you're, you're it's it's at the it's it's a you know disservice to the fan base. Well, you you see that on college baseball, college football a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, Oregon kind of innovated the 
different uniforms, the shiny uniforms and all that. Yeah. And a lot of your bigger, older schools, like, man, look, we're, we're Alabama. We're Michigan. We're not, we're, we're not changing our brand. Yeah. To, to be fancy with you. We're, we're iconic. Cleveland I, Browns. I mean, yeah. the, you know. Even, even Notre Dame, you mm-hmm. know, has, has gone to that super gold flake helmet, which I, I dig. I mean, I like mixing it up a little bit. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, a lot of these, um, a lot of these iconic franchises, they don't tweak with what works. Right. The Packers. Yeah, the Packers. They're a great example. I mean, because these are just their brands and the the, themselves. The Raiders. The Raiders. The yeah. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Cowboys have had the same logo forever. It's I a mean, star. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's a rating now after Sunday night. That's yeah. what I call it. One it's star. A rating. A one star rating. You know, after uh, that's a kind of joking meme. There's five stars and it says one star rating for the Cowboys after gotcha. after their defeat Sunday night. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, well, look, shifting gears, let's take a break, come back, and T-Mobile, they're going to start this, they changed the terms of service, they're going to start fining you for hate speech. Are you cool with that? Are y'all all all right with that? Let's discuss it on the other side of the break here. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkaran. On 103.9 FM, WYAB. Guys, it is uh, getting a little chillier outside every day. We're, uh, we, we had a few warm days, and now it is back to cold. It is Mississippi weather at its finest. You know, if you're having any troubles with your heating or cooling, contact Pure Air Consultants. Pure Air Consultants is celebrating their 20th anniversary of delivering exceptional heating and cooling systems to central Mississippi. And they want to offer you a rare gift, a free labor warranty for five years. Actually, it's nice to see somebody use the word warranty correct. When they're giving it away, if it's free, it's a warranty. So nice uh, nice when somebody does that properly. Anyway, you get a free labor warranty for five years. Are you tired of expensive heating and furnace repairs or high utility bills? Specialties at Pure Air Consultant include heater installation, furnace installation, heater repair, furnace repair, heating, maintenance, heat pumps, heat recovery, ventilator installation, new construction build, thermostat installation, and more. Financing is available. Contact them today at MyPureAirConsultants.com. MyPureAirConsultants.com. Ream a new degree of comfort. All right. Over the weekend, Laura Loomer broke a huge story. And I think I ended up getting more of the credit (laughs) for it than she did once my videos went viral and (laughs) stolen over and over and over. But um, T-Mobile has changed its terms of service agreement and they are now have a tiered fine system for a system they call a shaft. It is, what is it? Sex, hate speech. Uh, it's a, it's a whole variety of nonsense, but at the end of the day, they can find you for up to $3,500 um, for violations, including, but not limited to shaft. And I had the, I had the whole thing pulled up here for what Shaft stood for, but just just know, at the end of the day, it's hate speech and drugs. and that, Yeah, that's it. Sex, hate, alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Sorry, we get texts in all the time during the show from, I'm trying to see, uh, like, what do you think, Sean? Yeah, you you dug back. You dug back and said this is for political campaigns and well, co- companies only. Yeah, I dug into. I read their document actually, and what it says here. I'm pulling it up here. It says 
uh, in January 1st, 2024, T-Mobile is instituting three new fees for non-compliant A2P traffic sent by non-consumers that result in a severity zero violation. A non-consumer is a business organization or entity that uses messaging to communicate with consumers, consumers being private users like you, me or you. So it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's applicable to businesses, organizations, and other entities like political campaigns and that kind of things. I want, you know, the part that throws me off is the alcohol, tobacco, and farms. Like what, what political campaign is – and one of the things I read was like attempting to sell drugs – yeah, cannabis is part of it. They, um, you know, marijuana, CBD, illegal prescriptions and solicitation. And this, I guess, goes to businesses that are selling those kinds of products. Not just political campaigns, like yeah. business marketing. You know, we all get those texts that say, hey, Sean, you know, you want to buy this or whatever. I mean, we get everybody gets 10 of them a day yeah. from various things. So it's, it's, it's applying to those kinds of text messages on these mass uh, text message marketing campaigns. Well, let's roll this forward a little bit and play a little what, what about, what if. Because, I mean, this has been a very hot topic. On my on my timeline since uh, Christmas Day, uh, I did a story on it Christmas Day. I feel like that's the direction things are going with this. I think they're going. They're, 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 clearly, what they're telling you is they can read your text messages. Yeah, it sounds like they can. It's some. It's, I didn't know that they could do that. They can actually read it, yeah, it in some capacity. There's there's obviously keywords that they can ping on. If they come through their system, which of course we knew this was happening, we knew they had to have the ability to do this. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think we've talked about this before. We were, we were doing the Polos trial, remember? And about text before when we used to subpoena those records, we could never at that time. This is ten years ago. Get the content of the message. We were never able to access that. Now I don't know. I assume that the carrier maybe is able to do that, especially with today's technology. So that may be what this regards. Obviously, with the. Um, with this kind of they're you know regulating the kinds of marketing campaigns businesses and political campaigns can do I, or i don't know if they're relying upon people complaining or how that works so that'd be an interesting thing to dig into how they actually view the messages or how that works well like i said i believe that this is uh i'm sure they're using ai for this mm-hmm. and i'm just not a fan i'm not a fan of this i'm not a fan of them being able to read my text messages you know i've been telling people in these group texts for a while now be, be careful what you say um, they, if anybody ever gets in trouble, I mean, they can just read your text. They can read your text. And I think, it, uh, I, I think Lynn Fitch and all of our attorney generals need to sue them now. Sue them on behalf of businesses. They do not need to be involved in your text messages. Yeah. I, you know, here, I just pulled up one section of their, it's T-Mobile's agreement here. It talks about, it says, you know, spam, fraudulent or misleading messages, directions or endorsements of violence, inappropriate contact. Uh, profanity or hate speech, endorsement of illegal drugs. Then again, this goes to non-consumer users, which are businesses doing or political campaigns doing marketing, cam- mark- some sort of marketing campaign. But I would, I think I told you this yesterday. The what, what's interesting to me is like how do you how do you define when a political campaign wants to send hate speech? And the example I'd use is like, what if we say, you know, let's fight the terrorists of Hamas or whatever? Is that considered hate speech to a group of people? Like who does that? You know, who gets to pick that? That's a great point. Uh, you know, Chris just texted in and said, uh, as, as someone with 25 years in civil rights matters, ask Sean if he agrees that with my post there is no such thing as hate speech. I mean, I guess in what context? Like, did you have a First Amendment right to say that? Yeah. I mean, this is obviously doing the private entity here. Um, and what – I get what he's – I get what Chris is trying to say. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say what – 
in, in context, okay, we're talking about like we're talking about a government, we're talking about a private entity. It's like what they get to pick for that is hate speech, I guess. You know, I guess because the First Amendment's not applying. Now, unless you say the First Amendment's going to apply because they're a regulated utility, and I don't know if that if it does, I'd have to look that up. Whether it's that's considered, if they're able to screen what you say, I, you know, I don't know enough about cell phone usage to, you know, to to, to dive into that yet. But you know, that, I think it's interesting, interesting to look up. Right, let's take a call. We got Jerry on the line. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Sean. You you beat me to the punch. Who's going to be the one determining what is what? But it goes back to the platforms that they'll just deplatform you. And then you have to, quote, fight for your right because they have so many people sitting on a keyboard that may not like Sean because he's Turkish heritage or whatever. Not saying I do that to you, but, you know, just throw you off of everything and basically take away your credit cards. And then you got to fight and say, well, I didn't say that. Well, six years later, after you've gone bankrupt and your business is gone, guess what? Oh, well, we were wrong. Look at Twitter. What happened at Twitter? They were kicking people off because of a political ideology, saying that they said something and they didn't. And now we have a new owner of Twitter, and the Twitter files come out. And then you have Matt Taibbi and the other guy who the FBI and CIA and IRS go after because he is exposing it as a fully functional arm of the federal government intelligence agency. So do you not think that T-Mobile and them have the same thing? Say that again. Yeah, I mean, say that like if there's influence from the federal government, you're talking about where the First Amendment would apply? Well, it, they use the private companies for things that they cannot do, but they have people from, whether it's a Democrat or Republican, sitting on their boards like Matt, uh, uh, Paul Ryan on Fox News. Do you not think that their content has changed dramatically since he's on the board because he hates people who are conservative? I mean, I think that if you're saying that there's governmental influences on these platforms, I think I would agree with you on that. And we saw that. I think those rulings in Louisiana. No, I'm talking about control. Control. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean to, to what extent, I'm sure, yeah, there's... They say, Take this down because we're telling you to, and they do. Well, I know they've attempted to do that. I mean, we saw that in those federal court cases that they did They've that. actually done it. Yeah, right. That they've did, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I... I think we're going to need to see how the Supreme Court's going to rule on an issue like this with a private entity, you know, you talk about Twitter oh, or talk wait, about, wait, 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 Dick Durbin and we're trying to, to, and, uh, and Schumer are trying to get rid of the Supreme court because they make rulings they don't like. So now they're trying to put basically ethics laws in there that anybody can file a complaint and have somebody removed. Did you not know that? Well, I mean, I know they're all trying to, you know, shorten the number of justices but, and all that or expand well, it. Or whatever well, no, they're doing. Now I mean, they're trying to, because the rulings aren't what they want. Used to, the Supreme Court was God, but now that they're not getting the rulings they want, they're wanting to be able to go in there and say, X, Y, Z, judge, uh, you have an ethics complaint, so you have to recuse yourself from this key vote, which has never been the case. I mean, I go back to Elena Kagan. He was the one that wrote the Obama bill for Obamacare, and she got the rule on it. But, you know, I thought she should have recused herself, but it's up to each judge. It goes back. It's not just a slippery slope. It's a, it's a speed slide that we're already there. Well, Jerry, the only thing is I would say also that I don't know how any bill in Congress is going to be able to remove a justice because we're talking about it, this is in the Constitution. Now, the only thing that isn't in the Constitution, as you know, is the the number of justices, which I think it was like the, the Judiciary Act of, what, 1867 or something set that. Yeah, that's it. I think that was it. Yeah, we, but, had a, we had a Democrat threaten to pack the court back in the 30s unless we gave them the New Deal. And so they did, because he's going to put 30 up on there, because it wasn't going to That was FDR's plan. It didn't work out so well for him, though, either, if you recall. Well, it hadn't worked out so well for any of us. 
<laughs> I mean, it did. I did. I mean, they like that. That actually, before the entry of World War, into World War II, that really was negative on FDR, where there was a lot of backlash for him trying to court pack. If I, yeah, if, well, if I remember my yeah. history correct. Well, yeah. Hey, look, I appreciate you. I read that, and 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 uh, um, Clay, I saw what you'd posted, and I've seen the Laura Loomer thing, and it's just like. And, and the funny thing is, I was considering going, not that, not that uh, uh, Verizon's any better. But hey, get a Faraday bag. You know, go back to the old Wi-Fi or something, and get your radio two-way walkie-talkie because it may come to that eventually. We'll yeah. we'll start pinging each other every three or four miles and get our messages across. It may come. Hey, what's that show? Red Dawn Wolverine. We're gonna be like the Wolverines before. <laughs> well, yeah. Another problem with the Faraday bag. As soon as you pull it out and, and log on, they know where you're at anyway. So it's really that's true uh, no i'm just yeah i just do that so they won't know between the you know between the point radio station B. in my house that i've yeah. been over at the radio station with y'all yeah. <laughs> y'all are yeah. hey by the way i saw I, I said uh i saw the guy at uh martin's at costco a couple of weeks ago i don't know if he's the owner or not but i told him said him said man thanks for advertising on wyab but man you got a guy that comes to eat lunch every day on the radio sean somebody you need to kick him out he just started laughing oh yeah he's there he's <laughs> yeah that is true yeah i heard i heard about that i didn't know who did it i appreciate you jerry <laughs> no but he's a good guy we i told him thanks for advertising see you man thanks appreciate it thanks yeah you know look when i just to clear, clarify when i when i broke this story or whatever you want to call it that i did when i stole laura loomer's content and shared it um, i was not aware that it was <clears throat> for companies, not consumers, mm-hmm. private consumers, but neither here nor there. It, it is the slippery slope. It's Pandora's box. Yeah, I mean, I think you got a point about like, how are they monitoring messages in the first place? How does that work? And I, you know, I'd have to kind of take a dive into how they do that, the technology for that, because that is kind of a scary thing. And I also think, you know, what Jerry's bringing up too, and kind of what I was trying to say before, how these private companies that are involved in mass communications, like social media and your cell phone companies, you know, where does the governmental influence in that become something where the First Amendment eventually protects and it's not a private corporation? Yeah. I think that's an interesting kind of argument, too. I mean, does this go back to the Patriot Act? Yeah, right. You know, yeah. Where they're allowed to, you know, to spy on Americans. Hmm. You know, well, we, you said some things online that we deem uh, hate speech or misinformation or you won't take the jab. You've been hmm. anti-jab. You know, so we're going to start spying on your text messages and looking for keywords like anti-government stuff post-January 6th. Anything that they don't like, they they can now deem terroristic. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, when when does the government influence on that, on a private corporation, become something where that's protected speech? Well, and I think that's an interesting, you know, legal conundrum, I guess you would say. All right, let's take a break. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkron. Phone line is 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. We'll be right back. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, boom goes the Tannerite. Uh, that's for Kenneth out there on the Guns and Gear text line. Said I should tweak the Boom Goes the Dynamite. Boom Goes the Tannerite. Uh, this segment, guys... You out there making a bunch of returns on them Christmas gifts? Get over to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's if you're in the Flowood area after 4 o'clock today. They're open daily, 4 p.m. to midnight. They got 12 different specialty pizzas, 9 different frozen daiquiris on tap. And you can get said frozen daiquiris to go or delivered. So uh, how about that? How about them apples? Uh, check them out today. Try to pig, 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 the dynamite balls, and more. They got pastas, burgers, 
And um, they may be gearing up to a little after-hours action here soon out there at uh, Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Be sure to follow their Facebook page for more information on that. They're available on all major food delivery apps, including take-a-break deliveries, Uber Eats, etc., etc. Open daily, 4 p.m. to midnight, located at Fannin Mart on the Res, right there in front of Fannin Lane's Best Pizza in Rankin County. All right. Sean, uh, let's see here. Let's clean up the text messages real quick. Guns and Gear text line. Cassandra says, you know I'm a diehard Red Dawn fan, and I've made my son watch it many times to make sure he feels that level of patriot that he feels that level of patriotism. What I didn't realize is just how prophetic and necessary that movie actually was. Honestly, I'm honestly shocked it hasn't been banned yet, Wolverines. You know, I've been telling anybody that would listen to really enjoy this Christmas and New Year's. I know I did. I made it a point to attend every family function. And normally, I'm going to rush to get out and get back to the house and, you know, spend my enjoy my time off with myself. Now, this year, my time off is a little different because I'm not I don't work a traditional schedule, so it's not as stressing. But made time to really enjoy it with my family because I think next year after the election. Christmas is going to look a lot different. Will there be Christmas next year? Yeah, I'm not saying Christmas is canceled. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to look like it did this year. I think it's this country is going to look completely different by this time next year. So I would just say all the little things that you enjoy doing over the next 12, uh, 10 months, you know, all the things that you take for granted, I seriously tell you, I mean, enjoy them and uh, don't rush yourselves away from them. If it's a baseball game, Go enjoy that baseball game. If it's a football game, go enjoy it. You know, if your kids are want to go on vacation this summer, take them. I'm just telling y'all, I, I think this country changes forever, for the worse, at uh, by the end of 2024. And, I, and again, nothing I'd rather be more wrong about. I will come up here on this radio show and be like, man, I was wrong. I doubted the heart of men. I doubted the faith. I doubted God to write this ship. Right now, it ain't looking too good. Uh, Bobcat says, the DOJ has electronic billboards on Highway 49 asking people to help end police brutality in Rankin County. Have you seen them? I have seen them. I think, uh, I think Rankin DOJ's County. DOJ's got billboards? Yep. Hmm. See, he said DOJ. I, I, I'm not sure if it's DOJ or if it's a law firm, but I have seen the billboard. It's one right there in front of Pearl High School on 20. Really? Huh. Yep. Uh, Blake says, I think in order for law enforcement to tap your phone, they have to they have to have a, they have to have something signed by a judge. If that's the case, how is what T-Mobile doing legal? Well, I don't know. Brian Bailey was able to get them. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna that 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 one grinds my gears personally more than the Goon Squad stuff. And I know the Goon Squad stuff. Is you talk about the uh, the subpoenas for his girlfriend's text yeah. messages and our or lo- whatever location data, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Teddy says. Could there be a more appropriate name for that than Shaft? Talking about that T-Mobile thing? No. They, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like a, a, it's like what a rapper would name his album. Sex, hate, alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you, you were over there on something. Uh, Fetterman. Yeah, Fetterman, who y'all hate so much, right? <laughs> I do hate Fetterman. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd said Clay an article about in the New York Times about John Fetterman uh, this weekend, and uh, I thought it was really interesting. 
Now he apparently the the left is now attacking him, and they got a hashtag on Twitter. It's called hashtag Genocide John, and it's because he is overwhelmingly supporting Israel, and they're mad at him for that. So now he's like, they're just they're blockading his district offices, and it, it, because they're saying that he's you know he's promoting genocide in Israel or in Gaza, and then then they're also mad at him because and he had a quote here. He said, you know. He thinks that we should have a reasonable discussion on securing the border. So they're mad at him for those two things because now they feel like he kind of betrayed them, that he was supposed to, you know, I guess be pro-terrorist. I mean, I don't know if that's what they wanted him to do. But um, and so then he says now that like what I thought one of the best quotes are, he said, you know, he never he no longer relates to the overarching label of progressive, especially as the left has become more interested in demanding what he describes as purity tests. Which I think is true. I think that's happened on a lot of the far left. Yeah, where like Joe, it's, Joe Biden and Tim Pool have been talking about the purity test stuff for a while from the mm-hmm. left. It's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you you joke around and you talk about how Christian uh, or conservative politicians. I'm seventy six more percent Christian than you. <laughs> yeah. My, yep. the, the the left is I'm seventy six percent more woke than you. Yep. That's what's happened. And you know we we have turned our politics into our religion. Excuse me. Getting over cold this week. So. But yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a yeah. It's like you know, the, yeah. There's a, there's that purity test on the right and the left now. It's like, you know, you got to love the terrorists the most. We got to go for that. You know, we. It, it's just the whatever's the next step of of insanity. They're like making it even where Fetterman, who's always been a progressive guy, is saying, "Look, I mean, we should secure the border. How is that crazy? Like, we should do that. This is a this is a problem." And they're like, "No, we cannot do that. We cannot do that." So now, you know, we don't like you anymore. And just same thing with Israel. He's like, "I support Israel. I don't support the terrorists." Well, now you're genocide, John. Because now the Israelis are committing genocide, yet they were the ones attacked. I just, you know. Look, I, we keep saying it. I know I beat it into the ground. Palestine after round, Palestine found out. You don't get to, when you start a fight, mm-hmm. you don't get to dictate the terms of the revenge, of the retaliation. No, absolutely not. I mean, and, and you know, I was equated to us after 9-11. What would we have done? You know, if this was some, if we actually knew where they all were, of course they were spread out in our case. But I mean, if we knew they were just in this little area, I don't think we, I don't think any American would be like, I can't believe they're killing people. Like, no, I don't think anybody would have said that for nine eleven. And we, this was their nine eleven. We, we we would have put Metallica seek and destroy on, mm-hmm. and we'd have been bombs over Baghdad. Yeah, I mean, if they let's say they were like really in Iraq, I mean they weren't, but if they were. I mean, we would have, we would have just, we would have been all about that, especially that small area that Gaza is. I mean, we would have, it would have been bad. I mean. I don't. If somebody had dropped a nuke, we'd probably be like, okay, <laughs> like no, I don't think anybody would have cared. Or, or good, depending upon your perspective. Or good, right? I mean, so now that the Israelis are responding to their nine eleven, I don't. It's just hard for me to, you know, think they're committing genocide. I guess. You know, I'm gonna I'm roll an idea out that I don't want to go as far as to say a prediction, but I think in the next year, two years, I, I think somebody's going to use a nuclear bomb. I hope not. That's not going to be good. Well, you know. I guess it won't matter what happens with the election after that, right? No, I think somebody's going to use a, use a nuclear bomb. What are the rules? We're running out of time here. Mm. Just do you know off the top of your head? Can America have a have an election during wartime, like legitimate wartime? Well, we can't. had one in 1864, and uh, Lincoln was reelected, and in 1944, when yeah. FDR was. So, okay. yeah. I, yeah, I've heard them. I've heard the it thrown around. They're going to try to get us in war, so we can't have mm. an election. No, I mean we. I mean, you know, FDR was reelected to do his fourth term in 1944, so during World War II, the midst of World War II. 
Yeah. And I mean, Abraham Lincoln was reelected in 1864, even though the country, I guess, was split. What was point. FDR's popularity like there in the in the, in the winding years of that fourth term? A pretty, I mean, he was pretty popular. I think he was stayed the course guy. He, if I'm remembering correctly, he overwhelmingly won that. I think he actually ran against Thomas Dewey in 44, and then Dewey, of course, ran against Truman again in 48, and that famous Dewey defeats Truman headline, which didn't happen. Truman actually won. But um, I think, yeah, I think FDR was pretty popular in 44. Still, even though, you know, it, he was the only president that we've had that's been elected to four terms. Because before that, it was George Washington had served two terms, so everybody else said, okay, we're just going to serve two terms, even though it wasn't law yet. And then they changed that, of course, after FDR you know, decided he was going to be president forever, yeah. and uh, they changed that, and then it was the two terms. What are your thoughts on that? What I'm just mm-hmm. kind of jumping out a rabbit hole here mm-hmm. on the uh, two terms. I think it's a good. I think it's a good thing. I don't think that somebody should, you know, be president forever. I think two terms is, is a, eight years is a good good standard thing. I mean, and I think you know everybody thought that since George Washington only did it, that everybody everybody followed suit for quite a long time and, until the 1940s. But um, but of course, you know, eventually somebody. It's going to want power forever. In this day and age, I don't think unlimited terms would work at all. I'm no. glad we don't have that. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Bobcat says, I uh, just wanted to remind us about Michigan Supreme Court not allowing Trump to be taken off the ballot. You had yeah. mentioned that. We hadn't had a chance to get to it. Mm-hmm. Jerry says, we did not have a legitimate election in 2020. Un- unknown Texture says, the government records every byte of internet traffic, including location, text, searches, and emails, and all others justification to use that info publicly i agree with that 100 percent uh but it's gonna it's it's gonna be interesting man i I think again just if nothing else comes from my advice here you'll have a better relationship with your family you'll have a better relationship with god and you will uh you'll be happier knowing that you slowed down and enjoyed everything a little bit more over the next 12 months If, if again if i'm wrong hey i hope i'm wrong it's my job to get out there and sell radio advertising to help people build their businesses and look for the future and and all that but i you know i have to be honest too and i'm just saying man i think dark times are upon us because again what side is going to accept the election results nobody nobody's gonna accept it and what's gonna oh, happen based on the democrats especially well and, and you know if you, want to look at, you really want to say january 6th was a what well, was an insurrection either side have both sides have proven that they will tear some stuff up also you know i was just talking about this with my dad over christmas like just not even the election let's take the trump like january 6th case that jack smith got right let's say donald trump gets convicted do you, i mean do you think half the country is going to accept that no yeah. And then, have, and then also, I mean, there. I still then think you find out Jack Jack Smith's not even legitimate. Uh, it's it's against the law for him to even be doing this. Is that I mean, we read yeah. into that yet? But I mean, so the um, my point is though, it's a no win situation. I mean, it's absolutely. It's not going to be like like everybody's been like, oh, look, all this evidence came out. Trump did it. He's convicted. Kumbaya. That's not going to happen. No. I mean, that's not going to happen at all. Like I, I was joking with Dad. I said, even if Donald Trump took the stand and said, I did it. There would still be people who say, well, they put him up to doing it, saying that. I, I, would. I, I mean, that's what I mean. So, like, it, it's a no-win situation for anybody. This just doesn't turn out well, put, in my put, opinion. You, you put Trump in a prison, it, 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 it's going to turn into the hot spot, hot spot for war. I, I mean, mean it's gonna, all hell's going to break loose out there. I think it's, I think it's a very, it's a, it's a bad outcome either way you go. And then, like, if he gets acquitted, then. I think half the country would be like, was the fix in? Did he get he by a juror? Did he, you know, what happened here? That's a great point. I mean. Let's take a break real quick. Come back, man, the plane for the day with Sean Yorkron on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, the soothing sounds of the Clay Edwards Show. Here with Sean Yorkron on a W-Y-A-B, soft soul, (laughs) soft talk, 103.9 FM. 
Sean, fun show today, man. Yeah, man, it's great. Enjoyed it. Uh, guys, I appreciate y'all getting up and listening. I know a lot of people are still off work. Uh, again, shout out to my buddy Kenneth busting my busting my chops yesterday from running, playing a rerun, but a uh, day after Christmas. Um, after working all those years in the car business, having to be there the day after Christmas, I was taking that day after all, that day after all. I didn't want to spend half of Christmas doing show prep, but look, I will be back here Friday. Sean will be right here with me. Uh, follow me on social media at save JXN. Go join the Clay Edwards show Facebook page today. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.